Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with filmmaker Sasha King about her documentary Vicky. Delighted to have you in because I think it's something that's. I think the topic of this has just been so deeply shock, shocking to anyone um, who's come across it. Then to for you to kind of have framed it in such a human way, I don't think anyone could watch it without breaking down at least a few times. Um, yeah, thank you for saying that. It's just it's a very very good place to be with the film to have it. Um, out there now um i think we're really lucky to have we've got we were the film was made with the support of screen ireland and then volta are distributing it it's i think we were really really fortunate really lucky to get volta elements who are now volta on board um they've become champions of the film now and, and that seems to be what has happened on this journey you know i've uh, kind of gathered these amazing champions along the way who kind of fight for the the film to get out there and make sure it gets it its proper re- proper release and out to as many people as possible but volta came in came on board and it's gotten distribution a cinema release basically all around the country like it's in 23 cinemas i mean that's so unusual for uh, a documentary film uh in ireland so yes we're so thankful and grateful that the film is at this junction now where you know people can go see it I just hope that they do because you know cinema releases aren't for very long um and Volt has done this amazing uh strategy so that people in Dungarvan and Salt Hill and Limerick and uh you know all over Belfast all over Ireland can go and see the film and access it easily you know it is something that really should be watched. So just tell me a little bit. First, I want to go into you as a filmmaker. And just if you could tell me a little bit about how you got to this point. What, what's your own journey? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I've been making films for quite a long time. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. I think I made my produced my first film back in 2003. Um, and I was in the music industry before that. So I was always in production in some capacity. I worked for a record label in London uh, for a while as well and then moved to New York and worked over there in the same capacity and then came back to Dublin and started in film. But uh, I produced quite a lot of productions, but I was always attracted to directing. I directed my first feature film in uh, 2000 and well, it was released in 2017 called Akron and uh, we shot that in the States with uh, an Irish uh, DOP, Paddy Jordan, great guy. I brought I brought a little team over with me and we had a, a team over there as well. And Akron d- did really well. Like it was picked up by Wolf Distribution and Hulu. Um, so it, it had this amazing journey as well and won some awards. But yeah, that was it. Once I'd done that, <laughs> I was like, where's my next project, you know? And then I suppose that's a bit of a segue into what happened really with Vicky. So I I had seen Vicky come out of the high court on the news that day in April. I think it was April 25th. And I, I just was floored at what I was seeing and hearing and, you know, listening to what she'd experienced and the emotion that was going through, you know, coming, it was palpable through the TV. And I just uh, could not get enough of the story and I couldn't get her out of my mind. So I 
reached out to her. I mean, I really was compelled to, to, I really felt this overwhelming need to connect with her and really not just even as a filmmaker, it was just as an Irish woman. Uh, I, I, I had to talk to her. I had to tell her how we all felt about what was happening. And uh, I felt actually the need to apologize to her. I, I can't explain it, but that's how I felt. And obviously then as a filmmaker, um, the story was evolving very quickly um, in front of, of, of all of us. Um, so I talked to her about uh, depicting a portrayal of her behind the scenes, uh, all that was going on. And she loved the idea and we got along great. We really hit it off when we met and uh, we started filming immediately. To get in sort of at the ground when something like this has happened and to be the documentarian of it, like, I mean, in the truest sense of the word that you're you're looking at history there and something that's that's groundbreaking because unfortunately a history that's repeating itself because I think what you're describing is exactly I remember when hearing about Savita and going oh Jesus it's a systemic failing of women again and again in this thoughtless condescending way of the whole the way the whole system is set up and the way that these women suffer and they're gaslit like the whole time their families are gaslit and it's it's again it's the same like systemic and it, and it's just been happening in a in a different form and taking a different shape this is something that you'd think okay well the documentary completely touches on this and it does it so well and I think that's one of the 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 good things that you do is you look at the the intimate story of of Vicky and her family and then you kind of pull back to to really delve into the the, the politics of the situation as well yeah it, I mean Keanu O'Carroll says that you know he Keanu O'Carroll being Vicky's solicitor and friend you know he points out that you know this is only one of many scandals and what do they all have in common you know women's health and it's really terrifying like you know I'm not saying anything you know new here by saying that we've had decades of mistreatment of women in this country I mean you just have to turn a corner and you can see another one and it's it's really terrifying to think that this happened to Vicky in 2018. That's not very long ago. And then the audit was only a couple of years before that. And, you know, this is very, our, we're living this history. This is, you know, this is not, this is very recent. Uh, so I, I just really felt compelled to document what was happening in real time, but show what I wanted to do was show this other side of this extraordinary person, Vicky, this woman, this Irish woman who, you know, had uh, had been given a six to 12 month, uh, you know, prognosis, a terminal prognosis. And she was still making decisions for the betterment of, you know, Irish women and future generations. I mean, most people would I don't know, would they? I suppose that's the question to ask. I suppose we think maybe, oh, we'd all do that. I don't know that we would all do that. No. I think uh, I think she's she's pretty, pretty unique in, in that way. And, uh, you know, she, she's made some incredible changes to our system. I mean, she's the whistleblower, you know? Yeah, and it's so it's so horrific as well that she had to be, when you think about how 
like they dragged her through the courts. They're dragging all those women out through the courts after everything. And then the fact yeah. that like, you know, like, I mean, she could have just sat down, had a quiet end of life and knew that her family would be really taken care of. And instead she fought, like she fought for everybody, which is just yeah. like, she's so brave. And I, I kind of think there's not one person in Ireland that would go with that could falter like oh my yeah. god or I and like that like what she's done has been extraordinary because of like you're, yeah. you're exhausted yeah yeah I know and uh this is this is why we're all drawn to her I mean when Vicky talks you know we listen I certainly do and I think anybody I've talked to does as well you know she's this really intelligent articulate thoughtful person but she has other people's best interests at heart and uh you know every choice and decision that she made uh was was thinking of the rest of of us as a as a as a wider community of uh, people you know and she says she's driven by uh not wanting anything like this to ever happen to her daughter amelia uh so with that in mind she's thinking of of everyone you know um but she was she she's extraordinary and that's that's really what drew me to her and like i said we we had this we got on great you know uh she's a, a probably one of the best collaborators i'll ever work with she is great fun as well really warm and uh you do we just just came up with these strategies and just we were pinging emails and messages to each other and it was a very very productive uh, couple of years of filming you know I mean she was in huge demand back then and she was uh, first of all the story was unfolding in front of us but and, and the, the numbers of women and families involved was increasing by the week you know but also, you know, she was becoming uh, an activist and an advocate for the 221 Plus group that was emerging. I mean, she was going in and visiting Leah Radker and she had Simon Harris on speed dial. I mean, we'd have little jokes about this, you know, she was constantly getting calls from politicians. They wanted her, they wanted to stay in touch with her. It was very important for certain people to you know, communicate with her and uh, keep her up to date. She's, she's unbelievable. And I think we owe her a great debt of gratitude, you know. Definitely. Tell me a little bit about, (laughs) like things like you've good bits of footage. So did you get footage on the ground of everything? Could you be there for everything? Or would, did you have to clear rights for stuff? Like, how did you compile everything? Well, there's mixed media in the film and uh, you know, I didn't start off thinking there would be, you always want your film to be the best quality that it can be. So we always shot Vicky on 4k and uh, those scenes down on the beach, you know, with her reflecting and taking her walks are absolutely beautiful. I think stunning uh, footage. Um, And then, you know, because things were unfolding, uh, quick the events were unfolding quickly we couldn't be there all the time so you know especially when Vicky was in the hospital like you're not supposed to film in a hospital you're certainly not supposed to film unless you have you know just <laughs> absolute permission to do so 
Vicky, on the other hand, you know, when I said to her, listen, you're going in for your Pembro treatment. Could you whip out your phone? Because I will not be able to get in there with the camera. Now, we did get our permissions after the fact. So we're good. We're cleared on all. Um, but that just this is the team that we became. And um, obviously, then we were filming through 2018 and 2019 and into 2020 and then COVID struck. So we had to kind of pause the filming for a little while. And also then she went to the States uh, to seek another to, you know, treatment clinical trial that was happening over there and uh, participate in that. So, you know, she was sending video and audio updates to me when I needed them. So it was was fantastic that way. And, you know, I, I embraced that multimedia forum because first of all, everybody's used to it. And secondly, it's the only way we could get some really tricky stuff. Like, for instance, when she's in the car and she just gets word that uh, Emma Vic Fahuna has just passed away. I asked her to stop and take a, a video of a reaction because I thought it would be very poignant and important to to include if we could. And she did, you know. And it's a very... um like it's a very difficult time to be filming people and it must be very difficult as well as a filmmaker to watch um to watch this happen because you can even see how in the film how affected her solicitor was by it like it's just this really harrowing moment yeah. where he just stops and he's just talking about something and like about how she had a communion that same day and you know, and it, like that kind of the, the truthfulness and I think those things, they really hit you. And like, again, like it was just the afternoon and I'm I'm working and I'm, watching this and I'm bawling my eyes out. So it must be, I can imagine yeah. like living that, knowing her so closely and then watching it over and over then in the edit. Like, did that take a toll on yourself? It's so funny that you say that. Funny, it's the wrong word, but it's so interesting that you say that because um, a friend of mine is Sharon Horgan and we were talking about this over Christmas and she was saying her brother worked on a podcast recently and he had to, you know, um, kind of just watch himself as well because the material was tough that he was working on. And I think, I think that while we were filming I'm so fond of Vicky, you know, and we became very close while we were filming. She was very, you know, there was she was very productive and she was um, the Pembrolizumab was working for her and we were, you know, very busy. Um, Now, there was awful things happening, you know, during that period. We had three women pass away. We were going to funerals and you know if Vicky wasn't feeling well there was always a huge concern of course it was affecting me of course it was but you know Gemma like you know hand on my heart you know I was able to go home and know that I was not part of this 221 plus group I mean my heart was broken for these women and families who I was meeting and talking to and they entrusted me and they were so generous with their stories you know I mean you know it's just unimaginable reality for those people so whether I was feeling a little upset or 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 moved or um, finding it difficult to film 
these people, these people were actually living that as their reality. So that put me in check when I needed to put to, to be put in check in my, myself, you know, or just keeping myself going. But yeah, it was interesting in the edit because we were we didn't we did an awful lot of editing during the COVID period. And actually it was really good to um have some time to immerse ourselves in the footage, you know. So that that was a very, very good productive time for me anyway. Um and it was very important. And I don't know that I would have had that kind of time if COVID hadn't have, you know, been around, you know? Yeah. So I really needed to do that. I needed to take my time with what I was. I, I felt a huge responsibility to tell this story and to tell the truth of what happened. And there's so many different directions you can go. They always came back to Vicky um, and this extraordinary woman and this portrayal of this Irish woman, you know, and the choices and decisions she was making. And then the bigger story. Um, but I was so privileged to, to get to film Stephen Teep in his home and Lorraine Walsh in her home. I mean, these people, uh, they were just so incredibly generous, you know. When you think about it, like people have lived through hell with this, but I think it's so infuriating as well to know where we are now and how little in some ways has changed, like the systems that allowed this to happen they're shifting like but they're still very much in place and you can feel it even like even when you go into maternity hospital like the whole thing with the maternity hospital in fact just it's just it's so infuriating and I think in some ways going look what what is all this for if you think you're going towards something and you're moving towards something and you're like okay well at least there's change happening and then you're like oh my god like it's just happening again I can just imagine the stress the stress when those things come out and then you're having to deal with that as well just compounding like because of joe blogs like me who can just turn off a turn off a screen or just go oh, i'm just gonna watch a romance film about cats or something like that you're just like oh you can just you can switch off but i think if you're filmmaking you're sort of living it and in a weird way as well you're not compartmentalized to like dealing with one bit of the situation like you're dealing with the whole scope of it it must like were you relieved when you finished yes but for lots of reasons um I think one because you I felt really good at the place that we landed yeah um I think that that's really the main reason you know I I wanted to finish it while everybody was around obviously as well um I wanted Vicky to be happy with the film and she is yeah. These 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 were huge components, huge parameters for me um, that I felt I was working within that nobody else would really maybe even think about. But that was everything for me that that Vicky was seeing the film and seeing it evolve and happy with where it was going. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, it's. You know, change is is always really slow, but I actually think a a tremendous amount of change happened in the cervical check program and the HSC just generally, you know, with the activism and the whistleblowing of Vicky and Stephen and Lorraine. So, you know, Gabriel Scali is a fantastic man and he was brought in to do that independent review and report and he 
you know, had recommendations immediately. Um, I mean, it's hard to comprehend that the HSC had no board at all. That that's that that floored me that completely. I was just, I don't, I had no words. I could not, I could not comprehend that. But you know, yes, change generally on a kind of a global picture is slow. But what else can we do? We have to keep trying, and that's what Vicky they're her messages that are I think are coming through in the film is like I tried I've succeeded you know I've made you know progress for you all now you continue to do it for yourselves and that's all we can do is just keep trying because we are you know it's like we're a progressive country but then we're still behind on so many things and so many issues and no doubt we have a desperate history, as I was saying, with uh, how our Irish Manana Heron have been treated. Um, so, yeah, all we can do is just keep pushing forward and insisting on things like transparency, you know, getting our information, making sure that we get answers when we ask questions. Uh, you know, those days of the hierarchy of, uh, you know, the medical hierarchies those days have to be gone at this point. It's, you know, we, we deserve, like the health system is our health system. It's ours, you know, like it's there to facilitate us, the Irish people. So, you know, I think we just need to become uh, more confident and, uh, you know, just push for, for change. Yeah. And that's it. Like not leaving it go. Like the, the hospital, any any time it comes up, like no one will let that bone go. So it is like it is being relentless and fighting for it. But yeah. I think like again, what Vicky's done is really kind of make a stand for that and really be like yeah. the role model where, you know, it would have been just so easy to go, oh, I'll leave that for someone else. And I think I think that would have been like the traditional Irish way where you're like, oh, don't cause yeah. us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think that's and it's really powerful as well. Can you tell me a bit about the the structuring the the edit and and kind of like getting those kind of feelings and, and, and hitting those notes and things like that? Did it change much in during that process? Um, yeah, it did. I mean, it it did. You know, you always kind of have a rough draft and, and of, of ideas uh, that you know you want to come across. Um, and then it's really just about shaping, you know, shaping your intro and your outro and getting your story threads to work. I mean, it, it was an amazing process to go through. I mean, I, like it was just uh, as a filmmaker to be able to sit down with the footage and kind of do a rough assembly myself. I made sure I knew how I how to do that. Um, and my editing chops are pretty, pretty good now. But I just gosh it was it's just an incredible process and yeah I mean you know Vicky is the thread of the story but Keanu O'Carroll is really really important he's uh not only is he her solicitor but he keeps that kind of legal barometer going uh throughout which is really important um, I, I never wanted it to be a talking heads you know documentary film it was always for me I wanted it to be this more cinematic film but you know you have to have the experts tell us what happened because this is the reality of the situation and the truth is that 
you know, we need we need those people to tell us the the, the facts of of uh, what what happened, what could have happened, uh, kind of thing. So I think we got the great the best key players to to uh, support the support the story as well. But I also think that Vicky, Stephen, and Lorraine just became so important to me. To me, they're like this. Well, they're 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 like this trinity of kind of activism in our country now and it's it's terrible because Vicky is you know has a terminal prognosis because of this Stephen has lost his beautiful wife young wife Irene and Lorraine can't have children so they're all individually deeply affected like life-changing um you know things have happened to them because of this and yet they're so drawn to each other and they're so uh, they become great friends and they're just determined to to keep going and to keep pushing for all of us. So, yeah, they they were the core, definitely. But I think we have some beautiful cinematic footage of Vicky at the beginning and throughout and towards the end. There's a lovely piece of footage uh, of her uh, with a song called This Fight that was written for the film just towards the end. And it's. Yeah, the, the 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 song, the track, and the, I, th- I the thought piece the lyrics of that really were striking. Were too. I was like, they're so specific. <laughs> wow, how did you find that song? I didn't realize it was perfectly written. <laughs> that makes way more sense. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was actually written by my partner Bill. Uh, to be honest with you, we were we were talking about this anthem. Bill produced the film with me as well, and uh, he wrote all of the music except the tracks that we brought in like Brezzy has a track at the end over the end titles and we have another track from a lady called Anya Morgan I'm still here and she was a lady who campaigned with Vicky to get Pembrolizumab for all other women um, successfully Uh, and the stunning are in there as well of course Vicky's favorite band but the track this fight was something that I had in my mind that Bill and I were talking about for months and I always thought that we should have an anthem a siren like a kind of a a calling of a calling to attention for and from Vicky and so yeah we worked on that and actually uh, my two sons sing it so worked out good (laughs) we we recorded it over COVID yeah I I think it's a beautiful track gorgeous oh wow um and it sounds like a real sort of intense process like the whole thing even even that kind of editing process as well like if it's that long and you're completely locked down what do you think were the takeaways that you learned from that or that you'd go you'd really put that and you'd be like okay well I've really I'll never do that again or you know I, I would have in hindsight done this differently or anything like what were the things the lessons that you learned oh gosh I mean I suppose just to uh, give yourself the, the enough time. I think that became time became really valuable and important to the process. Um, we captured, you know, incredible footage, and there we have so much footage that has not been used, you know, and interviews that have we thought, oh, we don't need it now. Like we kept having to, you know, come back to you know, what is the main, you know, message going out here? What are the, you know, the the other parallel messages that we want to uh, portray? So, 
there's there's an awful lot of footage that we don't use and it really was only just about the, the, the what allowed us to get to that place was time to basically go through every single thing a few times process it you know try and assemble it and see if the relevance as the story was evolving and then actually make those decisions to go no that's just a little surplus or that's taking us down a different road a different direction that we don't really want want to go now so yeah so I think just editing time I would put into my budget the next time definitely um make sure there's a lot of it and now it's out in the world now it's out in the world getting feedback and things is have you had as many people contact you after the film yeah like it's been constant and you know it's been very very positive and I am so thankful for that you know you always uh there's always an anxiety around you know releasing uh your work um I mean even though Vicky is loved by everyone you know it's another side to her it's a portrayal of her so there's always a little bit of uh worry and anxiety but generally that everybody is is loving the film and understands that it's an important film and it's an inspiring film it's although it's a harrowing truthful story of what has happened to our beautiful Irish women and families we have to know this and I think if I've done anything right I've documented this period of time um, in one place so we can always refer to it and no one can say this didn't happen or it didn't happen like that because we've got the key contributors telling us exactly what did happen and then we see this side of this beautiful woman kind of carrying us through it as well you know thank you so much and thank you so much for chatting with us as well that was just like it was fabulous thank you very much Gemma. 